Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> oh, Brady was not prepared for that about to spit or drink. Wow. <laughs> We're back, bitches. You guys, I had a baby. <laughs> Tell us how life has been. You guys, well, uh, Brandy and I are officially drinking together on the podcast again, just like the good old days. It's it's 2020 all over again. Guys, I am technically doing dry January, but I decided that for Danny's mental health... Thank you. ...that I could drink one drink Yeah, it's on a, the nights we record. It's a margarita in a can, so I don't feel like that really counts. It absolutely does. This is going to fuck me up. Well, I just told her, she's like, we poured them into cups because we're classy bitches. And she's like, doesn't this seem like it's more? And I was like, she's like, we should have split it. I was like, no, bitch, I brought four. She brought four. (laughs) I was like, I said, oh my God, Danny is back. She's ready to just get Uh, after it. You know, um, I just like to have a cocktail. I've missed it for nine months. I had no cocktails. And now I'm ready to... Really just make the magic happen. Did, I'm making up for lost time. Did you get after it over your holidays? So I drank. Um, so the first, Of course you did. Not, obviously. <laughs> um, you know, we, like we talked about before, Rowan was born. In case anybody doesn't know, that's her name. Rowan Mac O'Brien is um, my little, little babe's name. She was born December 2nd. So literally like the week that we stopped recording, she was like born. Yeah, and Danny thought... Fun fact, Danny had texted me, like, earlier that week. Wasn't it that that week? It It was was like, oh, I feel really bad that we didn't record this week. I Mm. think I would have been fine. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about something else. Yeah. No, you were talking, like, the week we didn't record was, the first week we didn't record, I think. Yes. Yes. So the first week we didn't record, she was born. But I had literally texted you the morning that she was born, because I was like, (laughs) I think the text must have said, like, this bitch isn't here yet. (laughs) Yeah, and she, Danny had a meeting that morning, and she told me that all she could think about was her water breaking during the meeting, which it didn't, but then she did, in fact, have a baby later that day. That day. So... It was wild. Yes. Um. So she was born December 2nd, and I did have a drink that week, because like we talked about before, when we were leading up to her birth, I am formula feeding, not breastfeeding, teach their own, don't come at me. Um. So I was able to have a glass of wine that first week, but... I have a lot of postpartum anxiety, so the drinking doesn't help, especially those first few weeks. Oh, I bet, yeah. Um, the first week was wild, a lot of baby blues. Like, so I didn't feel like yeah. I didn't feel like depressed, but I felt sad. Um, which there is a difference, and if you suffer from depression, you know, like it's just like. But um, but I had a ton of anxiety that first week too. Oh shit. But I was able to, it, it, every day it gets better and like every week it gets better. So I don't have like depression or the baby blues anymore, but I definitely have postpartum anxiety. And uh, something that nobody told me about until I was talking to my friend about it after the fact, in, I have like intrusive thoughts. So what that Tell is. Tell me what that is. Is um, I'll be holding Rowan and like I have like this really beautiful, like sturdy, coffee table in my living room they do it is really pretty and um i think that i'm gonna drop her and her head's gonna gonna hit it and it's gonna fall off and then i'm gonna have a baby's body and a baby's head that is wild yes don't think that's gonna happen and then like i'll be holding her in my arm or whatever you know it's like she's laying like in the crook of my arm and i'll like look down at her and she'll like you know she's crying or she's yawns or whatever and her mouth's open and i have something in my mouth i think it's gonna fall out of her mouth and shoot into her mouth and lodge in the back of her throat Holy shit. <laughs> so, um... Is if, that normal? 
I had a girlfriend of mine said that she had it. So, okay. I mean, like... I, it's somewhat normal. Yeah, so people have it. But nobody told... You know, we talked about this for months with with people. We had guests on the podcast talking about things to expect after birth. No one said anything about the intrusive thoughts. So, I don't know if they just are, like, lumping that in with, like, anxiety or depression or whatever. But, like... It's... it. I know that this is going to be like, oh, that's just like a mother's like intuition, like your mothering that comes out. Mm-hmm. But it it is what you're labeling it. But I think people have always in the past labeled it like, oh, you have like that mother's instinct or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it's like, just, it is. Or they're just labeling it under like anxiety mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, I've suffered from anxiety most of my life. This what I suffered from before was cute compared to what's happening right now. Like, I never, like, because, like, I was always able to, like, really control my anxiety before. Like, I'm not on any sort of medication. Like, I, I do most of my, I guess, work through, like, working on my mental health, like, through exercise and reading and breathing and writing and stuff like that. That's how, that's what works for me. Um, now, it's, like, it's it like almost consumes my whole body. Like this morning I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about people like that are chewing and like how like, and it was like a funny podcast. It wasn't like a serious podcast. Like they were joking around about like this gal, her roommate chews too loud and it, and it like, she wants to move out. And they were just talking about how the girl chews too loud. And that gave me anxiety. That's weird. I know. So it's like, like I mean that in a nice way, but that's weird. <laughs> like, hey, hey, bitch, you psycho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, no, you guys, I'm not. No, a temperature check. <laughs> Are you alright? Yeah. So, um, I, but so you know, normally, well, another thing that I used to do to like help with my anxiety is have a cocktail, but that like, like <laughs> that seems to backfire. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, to answer your question, how we got here was yes, I have, I have drank. Probably, like, one or two times a week since she's been born. Okay. It gets better every week. Like, I start to enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is I have to get up in the middle of the night with her, and I don't want to be like, drunk or hungover. Right, so, right. Like, I want to have my wits about me. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, like, the biggest deterrent. But, like, my, my mom was here. My mom got here. So she was born on the 2nd. My mom kind of got here on the 17th. So then, like, the following week, so it was, like, the 20-something, um, she watched Rowan for a few hours while Michael and I came to town and went to the brewery for, like, a little date. Fun. Yes. And that was nice. Like, we were gone for, like, a few hours and, and boozed it up a little bit. And, um, so, yeah. I mean, like, we've been able to get away. I was just telling Brady before we hopped on the podcast, like, this last weekend, I went someplace by myself to get a mani-pedi and to do a little shopping, um, just to have, like, a little bit of time to myself again. I try and, like, walk every day obviously not like this right is now, not like a like two great degrees. yeah it's like not a great time of year in nebraska we're all like freezing our freaking asses off mm-hmm. but other than that you know like i'm trying to like do the work to make sure like my mental health is still like f- on the forefront but you guys the days go by so fast and i'm also working again like i started working before like the week before christmas i started working again but then like i took the week of christmas off and then once you know all of the holidays were over i'm back to working full time so i'm trying to like juggle my full time job plus having a baby plus trying to like not you know just like lose you're my finding shit. your new like groove with everything yeah like this is your new normal it is it is because rowan doesn't have doesn't start daycare daycare until may so yeah, this is it. We for got like we got the next time. five months. Um, but I did want to address like a few things because 
I know a lot of people wondered before and were kind of curious about how I would handle being a mother because, you know, didn't <laughs> everybody like was very worried. Yes. Just yes, they joking. were. <laughs> no, but they were because I've even had like my cousins like ask my sister like, hey, but like really, how is Danny? You guys, um, never, ever, ever in my life did I ever think that I would enjoy being a mother. And it's like literally like the wildest thing ever, like in, in a great way. Like I, she's just like so adorable. That first day she was born, I was kind of, like, indifferent about her. Because, like, I mean, I literally just pushed her out of my vagina. So I was kind of, like, give me, like, a second to, you know, catch my breath. Um, The second day, fell absolutely in love with her. Freaking love the shit out of her. I can't wait for her to get a little bit older so we can, like, do shit together, you know? Like, I just think of, like, her birthday is going to be December 2nd. So it's, like, we get to kick off the holiday season with her birthday. Like, what are we going to do, you guys? Can we go to New York with her? Yes. I just keep thinking of, like, all the fun things that we'll do. And, like, I'm not trying to wish time away, but, like, I'm, like, ready for her to, like, talk to me. <laughs> you know, like. I think the cutest thing, because I was, like, kind of checking on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've left you alone for the most part, but there for, like, the first couple of weeks. Yeah. I just was, I just couldn't get enough. <laughs> um, but I think the cutest thing you texted me, and I, like, kind of teared up when I got it. This is, you're going to be like, shut the fuck up. This is. <laughs> so nerdy but Danny told me that in a text that she just keeps looking at Rowan and can't imagine ever being angry at her and she just can't wait for her to grow up and like see all the fun amazing things she's gonna do and I'm just like and Danny's a mom I know you guys I love it I and um I highly recommend it. Brandy, I know, like, we kind of scared you before with all of our horror stories. You did. Um, But I give it a 10 out of a 10. Like, she's a really good child, a really good baby. She's the cutest little... Freaking love the shit out of her. Um, But everybody does keep calling her a boy. What? (laughs) Yes. Are you serious? Well, Rowan is a unisex name, but, like, in America, primarily boys are named Rowan. But I mean, like I, I know some. I know, like I don't know, I know them. girls that are. Rowan. Yeah, I mean, I don't know them, but, but like, I know of them. people yeah. named their yeah. baby girls Rowan. So like, so Rowan has actually the first few months or weeks of a baby's life, you go have a lot of dog's requirements. But Rowan's actually had a couple more because she it turns out she has a biotin deficiency, so we have to take her down to Children's and all these things, and apparently, um, which she's okay, like, it's not, like, a big deal, she just has to take biotin every day for the rest of her life, so, I mean, like, sorry about you, Rowan, mom kind of, like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) fucked you over there, (laughs) but, um, well, who knows who it was from? Uh, actually, Michael and I are both carriers, because both parents have to be carrier for this gene first. Oh, that's Uh, crazy. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Is that for, like, hair and stuff? So she doesn't take biotin, so she's, it's a partial biotin, biotinidase deficiency, and if she doesn't take biotin every single day, she could, you know, she would lose her hair and develop like skin rashes and stuff. Oh my god! So kind of like alopecia a little bit, but mm-hmm. like they, that's not what they're calling it. But because it's partial, um, she just has to take some biotin. We have we gave it to her every day, and she's totally go. fine. But anyway. Um, because she's had so many doctor appointments, like we've been dealing with so many people like outside of the home. I was like, how's he doing? I was like, well, she's fine. <laughs> like, I'm just like, you guys, she, you have your... Look at, her out, look at her outfit. You're just like, look at the chart that says that she's a, a girl. Female. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just went to the clinic here in town because she had an appointment Monday. 
And I walk in and the nurse is like, oh, how's he doing? I was like, well, she's, she's good. And she's like, oh, I didn't even, oh, it's a girl. I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking girl. Wow. Uh, it makes me, I mean, I can't wait to. You know, I feel like that's one thing I'm overly cautious about. Two things. Mm-hmm. Assuming somebody's pregnant, mm-hmm. A, don't do that. But B, when I see a baby, because I know how, like. It is triggering yeah. for people. Like, even if it is just an honest mistake. Like, if you don't know, just like, oh, aren't you the cutest little thing? And yeah. then you try to pick <laughs> up on whether or not they're like, oh, yes, he or she. And yes. then you're like, oh, how old is he? And I like, I feel like I'm, like, overly using pronouns with her because she keeps getting confused for a boy. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, she... I'm not saying she looks like a boy, but she kind of looks like a boy. But well, she's a baby. They here's don't the look like thing. Anything. All babies, like... They're, they don't have feminine or male features yeah. at that age. They just look like an infant. Yeah, and babies are, you know, they're weird looking anyway. You know, they just came out of my vagina. So, I mean, like, kind and of you also, slack. you're not going to be, like, an overly pink and glitter, oh, no. like, mom to dress yeah. her in. Like, you're going to be very neutral tones. Yes. And so her, cl- I, when I said look at her clothes, but I do think her clothes are cute. Yeah, they're, they're like, still, like. Fashionable. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, like. Yeah. So, um. And the first few, especially for, like, moms, like, the first few weeks, like, anything anybody says is almost kind of, like... Shut the fuck up. Or, like, why did you say that? Like, you know, like, it's just, like, it's so... Everything is so jarring and so triggering. And, like, especially first-time moms. I think, you know, like, especially... And I would, like, caveat, especially first-time first time moms during a pandemic where shit's getting wild again. Like, you know, it's, like, you ne- just never know what the hell's going on. Like, we've already had to take her to the doctor because she had a cough. And, like, I wanted to make sure she was didn't have the COVID or, you know, influenza or RSV or any of the crazy things that come with babies before, you know, vaccines. And, like, I, you know, like, you just literally have no idea what the hell you're doing. You're just, like, trying to figure it out, trying to do your best. And, like, you, I don't – me and other first-time moms or second-time moms or whatever, for that matter, don't need your fucking – your shit. Like, we I, – I can't. I can't get over this because it happens to everybody. Like, this judging of other moms. Mm -hmm. Like, can't we all just fuck off? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. stay in your lane. Mm -hmm. Mind your own business. My kid's alive and thriving, in my opinion. So you do you, boo. Yeah. Oh, and, like, there has been a lot of opinions about things that I've done since... Since she's been born. I.e. naming your child. Yeah. Uh, some some people had issues with the name. Some people had issues with me not breastfeeding. Um, some people had issues with the, like, being able to hold her or not hold her. Um, Don't you just want to be like, listen, Karen, I have issues <laughs> with your fucking shoes. They're I terrible. Just, I know. I'm just like, and I, and I, what I say, because I'm really, I've got... I have to protect my own mental health right now. It's like, hey, you know, like, you parent your way. I'll parent my way. Don't let me know your thoughts, though, okay? Yeah, I'm not asking for your opinion. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're getting through it. Everything's, like, we're, we're good we're to good. go. I, and I want to, like, circle back to, like, the people that had issues with the name. I don't, this was, uh, my husband told me about this. This was before she was born that he told me about this. And I'm just like, the, the, the concern was from this particular group was, they thought that she would get made fun of because her name is Rowan. We call her Row or whatever, you know, like, and, um, they're what thought, were they going to make fun of? I don't know, like, row, row, row your boat or like, you know, just like, oh, the kids. Well, that's adorable. I know. I say it to her all the time. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> that's cute. So I was like, I told Michael, I said, next time someone has a fucking issue with her name and they bring it to your attention, just be like, 
we're not raising any fucking sissies out here. And if someone ha- makes fun of her because of her name, she would punch, punch her in the, in the face. Nose. Yeah. Like, we're not raising any, any sissies. So I'm just like, and I'm like, I will not have a child that's going to be like, oh, they made fun of me. If someone makes fun of you, you better fucking do something about it. Yeah. yeah that's right, you guys. I'm promoting child violence. <laughs> just kidding. Well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, like, sometimes you just got to, you know, meet violence with violence. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Joking. Again. <laughs> Not really. Anyway, so that is really my update as far as, like, the baby goes. Um, you know, labor. Oh, I did just want to acknowledge this again. For me, labor was the easiest part about this pregnancy. That's wild. It was literally wild because I just want to send out an apology to everyone that I came into contact with in 2021 while I was pregnant because I was not a fun person to be around. (laughs) But I'm feeling great now, you guys. But literally, I went to a meeting. The day she was born, I went to a meeting, texted Brandy on my way home and said, this bitch is still in here. She needs to get the fuck out. And then got home, lost my mucus plug, my water broke, and I started having contractions three minutes apart all within one hour. Then Michael had to convince me to go to the hospital because I thought I was having Braxton Hicks. And she was in labor. <laughs> yeah. So I started having, I started going into labor around like 10, 10 30. We got to the hospital at 12 30. She was born at 5 39. So we just banged her just, right out. Yeah, you really did. Yeah. And the labor was pretty easy, to be honest. Like I only pushed for 29 minutes. Um, and I think I could have probably got that down less, but like every time they're like, okay, it's time to push. I kept thinking like, if I push any harder, a baby's going to come out and then what the fuck am I supposed to do? So I was, she was stalling. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know, and it was just like such a metaphor for my life. Like I know like the end is like so far, like, like so close. Like it's just like right there in my grasp. And I'm just like, Ooh, but do I want to reach that goal? You're like, I don't want to commit. Yes. Yeah, so like. Definitely a metaphor for how I live my life, you guys. But hey, she's here. And they put her on my stomach while she was all goopy. And I was like, you guys are going to wash her out first before you do that? And they did I don't like this. Yeah, I was like, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so anyway. But she's here and she's adorable. And you guys are thriving. Yeah, everything's been so far so good. Like, knock on wood, not trying to jinx us. But they, thank you, everybody, for your good thoughts and your also your concerns and everything like that. Um, it's been a wild ride. We're only a month in. But, hey, you know, we're just figuring she, it out. Relin will be making her appearance on here at some point. Yeah, I left TBD. her home with Michael all tonight because it was, like, four degrees outside. But it's super cold. Yeah. So, anyway, Brittany, what have you been up to for the last month? Oh, my gosh. So many things. Um... Since we're talking about babies, I've gotten a lot of questions about my egg freezing journey, so I'm going to update everybody. Um, So I have decided not to freeze my eggs. What was the deciding factor? Uh, My last appointment, it just was, I was looking at it like as an insurance policy, Mm -hmm. and then based on like my numbers and the potential outcome, it felt like more of a gamble. Yeah. Because can you update remind people about how that was going? Yeah. So my initial, like they do tests, right? Mm-hmm. And initially it was like showing that I was like postmenopausal. Oh <laughs> like it was, it was rude. <laughs> and I've been on birth control for a really long time. And they just thought, well, wait a few months. Mm-hmm. The numbers will improve. So we retested like in October 
and I followed up and my numbers had improved like slightly, Mm -hmm. but not really. And so you, when you have, this is going to be really TMI and very (laughs) uh, descriptive for everybody, very personal. So if you're eating, drinking, or have a penis, you might want to just fast forward (laughs) here. Um, but when you have, when you have your period, you get, um, follicles, Mm -hmm. which are your ovaries, not your ovaries, they're eggs. Yeah. And so when you're young and you're very fertile, you have like a bunch of follicles that Mm -hmm. will pop up during your period. I was having about 16 follicles on average, which had stayed consistent. So when you do egg freezing, even if all of those follicles actually contain an egg, which is highly improbable. Mm-hmm. Usually, you know, if you have 16 follicles, maybe 12 to 14 will actually have an egg in them. So then you reduce your number from there during one cycle. And so then from there, if I had 14 follicles with eggs and then you fro- you retrieved all of those um, eggs... By the time you retrieved them, you would end up with like eight, they say 50% of them are like healthy eggs. Okay, so now I'm down to what? Seven or eight, like best case scenario. So then once you freeze them, you you lose 50%. Like some of them just don't take to the freezing process. So I was going to end up with best case scenario, three to four eggs that would be frozen. And then when you unthaw and go to transplant, you lose again about 50%. Oh my God. So in theory, like best case scenario, I would end up with zero to three to even try to implant. And implanting doesn't always take. And that usually cuts that by 50%. So... When I really took a... I was just like, I don't give a shit. Like, initially, I was just like, let's just do it. I got to do it. Yeah. And when I was really looking at, like, the statistics of where I was testing, the likelihood of me ending up with, like, one or zero Mm -hmm. viable pregnancies, if you will. Yeah. Out of the outcome of spending, you know, a big chunk of money what was it gonna be just to freeze the eggs was gonna be approximately thirteen thousand dollars that would only include like the storage costs for a year so then i'd have like yearly storage costs on top of that and then you have to remember you have a frozen egg Mm -hmm. like you can't just shove it back up (laughs) into yourself you don't just go in there with your little dropper and be like i'm gonna yeah so then your turkey baster (laughs) yeah in theory like at the time i would want to get pregnant i would have to fertilize it yeah fertilize it with some sperm from somebody (laughs) or somewhere and And i think it's more than just someone going in there and like all right i gotcha yeah i gotcha bitch taking care of business (laughs) let me just spray this out right right so (laughs) i'm sorry sorry mom that's that's what it is so i mean by the time you go through that whole process you really realize that like this process even though it's like very scientific and blah 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 and it, they were recommending I do, like, two cycles of egg freezing. So, like, $26,000 yeah. of this just to get, like, 
hopefully two to four mm-hmm. that I could potentially fertilize and then implant, which there's no, there's zero guarantee, like yeah. no guarantee. So I just, I took, um, so I thought of, I knew all of this information like the end of October and I really took the full month of November, like into the beginning of December to think about what I was going to do. Yeah. And ultimately I just decided um, to stay off of birth control because that's, I mean, that's sleep around. Yeah, just fuck around. So you know? if maybe interested, Brittany's open for business. I am open for business. <laughs> just kidding. Just joking. No, to like not put those hormones in Back, my body. Yeah. Um, and just kind of see what my body does naturally. Mm-hmm. It's been a fucking trip because let me tell you, that was the other thing I was really worried about doing the egg freezing with like injecting all the hormones Ooh, and yeah. everything. It, I mean, you're not pregnant, but that takes... From what I've read, mm-hmm. obviously I haven't been through it. I don't know what it would do to my body personally, but from what I read, it really fucks your body. Yeah. Up. Well, you know, like how they explain to me with pregnancy is, I'm not, is I'm not talking physical, like yeah, no, no but it, it does physically yeah impact your body. But like for hormone wise, when when a woman gets pregnant, like you're slowly for nine months building these hormones, like. So it's a slow, 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 slow build for nine months. And then when you're doing IVF, you're, like, trying to get that in there as fast as possible. It's, like, yeah, four weeks or less yeah. that you're trying to inject and, yourself. You know, a lot of the reason that women have, like, baby blues and depression and all that stuff after a pregnancy is because, literally, you've built up all these hormones for nine months now, and one day they're gone. And they're just, like, whoosh out of your body, and your body's, like, what the fuck? Right. So, like, you know, in, in turn, when you do IVF, I imagine it's, like, the opposite. It's just, like, you're whooshing them in there and being, like, and your body's, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think people have kind of, like, with injecting yourself with hormones and then doing the retrieval, like, the the process of that, like, the after effects of those mm-hmm. hormones are, like, several months long. And I don't know. I just felt, like, the risk, the gamble didn't outweigh the potential benefit and maybe mm-hmm. I'll regret it someday who knows but the doctor but that just, you went through did say that you are still able to get pregnant in theory yeah yeah I'm not like infertile by yeah. any means and she didn't say that she thought it would get worse by any means mm-hmm. outside of like just by aging yeah but she also didn't think it was necessarily going to get better yeah but I just feel like my body has changed after like being off of birth control now for over let's see I went off in, it was a like summer a- April ish yeah. I think April was when I went off. Yeah. Which now I like look back laughing because I literally thought I was going to go off of birth control in April and then be back on birth control by July. Like I was just <laughs> like, let's just freeze some eggs and do this. <laughs> turns Isn't out. It's funny what we think. Turns out bodies work differently <laughs> yeah. than that. Well, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I appreciate the update and yeah. sorry it didn't work out that kind of sucks but hey you know you guys if you want to have a baby with brandy just give her a call yeah call she, me i hope you have a good job because i'm gonna want that child support i'm uh, not gonna yeah you're gonna have to there's there are requirements looks are number one um <laughs> good good intelligence yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i mean like did you go to Harvard? Yeah, I'm I'm not contributing any of that to this child, so you're going to have to bring something to the table. Oh, well, I have a good personality, and that's about it. 
I'm really fucking fun to be around. Okay? Not even that sometimes. So you're welcome. <laughs> and when you're pregnant, it gets it gets dicey. So, <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, that's all. That's our update. We've been gone for over a month. So I mean, we that, had a lot. We yeah, had a lot to say. I real quick, did you do anything fun for New Year's Eve? No, went to dinner in Omaha at Avali is what it's actually okay. pronounced. Avali. Um, Where's that at? In Dundee. Okay. It's pot, like Italian yeah. pasta. Super good. Um, and before that, went to Paige Turner's Lounge, mm-hmm. which is owned by Connor Oberst of, uh, I think, it, is it Bright It? Not Bright It. Hmm? Everybody's shouting at me right now. I've never heard of this person. Connor O. What yeah. was his name? Brandon's going to Google it for us. Yes. Yeah, Bright Eyes. I am right. What what is that? He's uh he's from Omaha. Okay. And Bright Eyes is a band. And oh yeah. So anyway, heard of him? Yeah. It, Google Google okay. Connor Obers. He is an owner, I think, in this. Oh, that's um, fine. Little lounge. Is and that also in Dundee? Also in Dundee. Okay. It's kind of like tucked away. Interesting like vibes in there, but the drinks were strong and good, yeah. and it was. Pretty much empty, which appreciate since COVID is ramping up. Yeah, again for sure. Um, yeah, and Avali was delish. So yeah. just did that, and then the rest of the weekend was super chill. But nothing, no trips over New Year's this year. So, I. Uh, what about you guys? So before I gave birth, I had reached out to my niece Maddie, who is gonna be 17 here shortly and I said hey Maddie what are you doing for New Year's Eve and she said hey not watching your baby and I was like wow what do you have fucking going on so um we decided just to stay home since Maddie didn't want to babysit for us <laughs> um well first of all Maddie that was rude I was just like hey bro come on like you're 16 you got nothing going on just kidding. She probably had way more plans 16, than I did. New Year's Eve is the best holiday. And, when and 16, then you, you were sorely disappointed. You have way more plans when you're a teenager than you ever do when you're in your 30s. And all it is is we all better be in a cart cruising around downtown. 1159. See you there. You know? <laughs> I mean, that shows how old we are because now the kids like don't do that. They don't drive around. They what? hang out. Oh, no. Where they, do they go? They just go to people's houses. Now they can all text each other. You know, when we were driving around at 16, we had to, like, point people, like, up to the school, you know? Oh, that's so true. They all have cell phones. They can just text each other, which is so lame. You guys, get rid of your cell phones and just point people up to the school. That was a thing, pointing (laughs) people. Yeah, so I'll meet you at the bike shop. That's an Albion thing. We were behind the bar in Cedar. (laughs) Yeah, we were up at the school. I'll point you to the school. That was a bold move if yeah. you had booze in your car. Just well, saying. and it was to the Catholic school, too. It wasn't even to the Catholic school. <laughs> well, that's Catholic. Let me tell uh, you. Yeah. So um, we stayed home, and we were going to watch Miley and Pete Davidson's New Year's Rockin' Eve or whatever they were calling oh, yeah. it. And I even recorded it because I was like, okay, well, let's just like make sure or whatever. We fell asleep at like 9.30, woke up at like 10.30, so could have caught it because I think it started at 10.30. But Michael was like, let's go to bed. I was like, okay, so... That's what I was going to add. Went to dinner. <laughs> dinner recipes were at 8.30 p.m. And I was out cold by 10.30 p.m. Yeah. Didn't care. Didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, we had talked about doing something, like maybe going out to Oman, getting a hotel room or doing something. But, like, honestly, New Year's Eve has never been, like, a huge thing for us. Yeah. Like, we, I, I do want to, like, make a bigger deal about holidays and stuff like that. Um, but 
I don't... Yeah, it was I, also kind of, like, shitty out on New Year's Eve. At least in Omaha, it was, like, super icy. Yeah. We did one year... This was before the Cottonwood was up. This Because this was, like, probably... You remember, like, three or four years ago when it was, like, fucking negative 20 on New Year's Eve? I probably blacked out. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> we went down to the Hotel Deco and then just got reservations in the Monarch bar or the restaurant there. Oh, yeah. And then, like... Which we, they've updated. Thank God. That hotel, they needed to. Yeah. I haven't seen, have Love, been, love the Hotel Deco, but they were getting a little outdated, especially with Cottonwood coming to town. And then, like, yeah. they had, like, what that Hotel Peregrine just opened. And, Which is also, yeah. Yeah, so they needed to update. Because it's still a great hotel, and it's a great location, especially yeah. if you're going to um, the Orpheum for an event or whatever. Great location. Um, so, anyway, that's kind of what we like to do on New Year's Eve, is, like, go to hotel, eat at the hotel bar, drink the hotel champagne, and then go up to a room by 11. I mean, that's fair. You know? Um, yeah, so anyway, this year we didn't do anything, but, you know, next year we've got high hopes, unless I'm pregnant again, so. And she might be. My doctor, I had my first postpartum appointment the other day, it was a couple weeks ago, actually, but she's like, okay, do you guys want birth control, or do you want to be on birth control? I was like, no, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna try to have another baby, like, fairly soon. And she's like, okay, well, we recommend that you wait a year, but, like, if you're back here in two months, like, you, we've seen that. I was like, whoa, bitch, didn't mean two months. Like, wow. I meant, like, I might try start trying to get in like october you know like okay that's fair I, i'd like to not be pregnant this summer i'd yeah. like to like go do some fucking shit and you know i can't wait till we have our february episode with cousin katie <laughs> talking about bringing the spice back because i just i have so many questions oh yeah michael's already tried to get it in and i was like bro i was literally gonna ask sorry i had <laughs> i had a second degree fucking tear multiple second degree tears and had to get stitched up, and that shit's still in there, okay? It takes six weeks for those stitches to dissolve. Plus, they recommend that you don't have... They don't recommend. They tell you you cannot have sex for six weeks. So you're not even there yet, no, she, Michael. She's only four weeks old. Like Easy. This morning, like, you know, new parents, it's hard. We're both fucking tired. You know, like, we, we've been really, like, trooping it out. Like, we have our shifts. We know, like, he's got her till midnight. I've got her midnight till morning. That just works for us because that's how we sleep or whatever. Um, but last night she was kind of, kind of naughty. And so I like made Michael like get up. So Michael was like super tired when he's super tired. He's just like a zombie. So this morning I went to the kitchen and gave him a hug, which is really rare. You guys like, I, yeah, I was like, this is weird. I know. And then like, I, as I like pulled away, he's got, this is Michael's going to be so pissed at me. He's got like a half morning boner. And I was like, are you kidding me right now, Michael? He's like, so when can we do this? I was like, I'm just walking away, sir, because you should know the answer to that. <laughs> and also, Cousin Katie, if you were li- you're listening, I thought about you the other day because I was telling Michael how I wish I would have looked at my vagina after it was all said and done. So I had something to compare it to what it looks like now. Not that I've looked at it now either, but like... I would have looked. I was too scared. Second degree terror, I don't want to know what that shit looks like. That doctor was down there for a hot minute sewing me up. I think I'd want to know so that when... Fast forward to six months, I could be like, look at that beauty. <laughs> look at that glow up. Yeah, look at that glow up, girl. Killing yeah. it. Yeah, so I didn't look, but thought of you, Katie, when I was thinking these thoughts of I should have looked. And um, so now I still have not looked because I don't want to know what it looks like now either. But oof, oof. Um, but I only, I did want to like, just another caveat to some of the things that we talked about last year was I only did really bleed for like, like three and a half weeks. And to be honest, like, the recovery, I had no issues. Like, I know a lot of people 
are concerned with like the first poop and all those things. I took, I started taking stool softeners like the second she was born. Um, so that was all, it all went, it then went smoothly. Good. Yeah. Um, definitely recommend the, what's it called? Dermaplast or whatever, whatever that sprays that comes in a blue can for itchiness. They give it to you at the hospital. Definitely recommend that. That helped so much spraying it on your badge. And How was the ice pack? The ice packs were fine. I actually got sick of them the second day I was in the hospital because they're so big. They're like bulky. Yes. And then like you're just like in there with your fucking diaper, you know, like it's just Waddling like. Waddling around yeah, it's like, like Daphne Duck. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like. Is I, it Daphne? Well, Daffy. But Daphne could be the woman. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there a woman duck? I don't know. No, Daisy. It's Daisy, Daisy Duck. I yep. was just going with it. Daphne is better. <laughs> Daphne is his, his uh his redheaded stepsister. No, it's his mistress. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no. Everything, like, I don't know. I, everybody's so different. And, and um, I just tell people that, like, I had a really, really horrible pregnancy. So that I had to make up with it for the labor and delivery and recovery. Or else I never would have done that shit again. So everything went A-okay. So vaginal's feeling good. looking. Well, I don't know if it's looking good. It but, is looking good. But I imagine it's looking good. Yeah. Anyway. Let's, even though we are drinking some Cayman Jack margaritas tonight. This what? is my dream New Year's Eve recipe, okay. I feel like. So I just, I thought it was like fitting for mm-hmm. the new year. Like, yes. let's start the new year out, right? Mm-hmm. With dry January. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just one drink. It's yes, fine. one drink. Okay, so this is called the Midnight Rose Fizz. And so it has a three-quarter ounce Belvedere black raspberry vodka, a dash of bitters, and then three fresh raspberries along with some Prosecco or champagne. You muddle, shake, and double strain all of that into a champagne flute, excluding the champagne because it'll explode. Yeah. And then top it with the champagne or the Prosecco, and you can garnish it with a rose petal. I'll tell you what. So I looked up all these ingredients because, like, the motivated me who forgets sometimes that I have a child and it takes longer to get out of the house, even when you're not taking the kid with you, was going to try and grab most of these ingredients at the store. Like, obviously, I don't think we would have been able to find bitters. But I was thinking... I do have bitters. Okay. Well, I was thinking that I would have made this drink for myself tonight if I did get the ingredients without the vodka because I'm just not ready for that. I know. (laughs) Champagne and vodka or Prosecco and vodka, it... Like, it just does a number on you. I was you know? actually going to text you today and be like, hey, you didn't want to bring absinthe back for our first episode back drinking together. That is, I had um, on New Year's Eve at Avalie, I had a um, champagne cocktail and it was like this really pretty like lavender purple color. Mm-hmm. I ran into the wall on the way out <laughs> and I had only had three cocktails that night. Like that last one just like... Oh, my God. I was ready for bed. Yeah. Okay. I feel ya. It's terrible. I feel ya. Okay. So, now we're back in the new year. We are. Um. So, we are going to go new over... New year, same us. Yeah. Okay. We, we <laughs> are going to go over what we're doing, what our New Year's goals and resolutions are, but Brandy... Can we talk about, have you been watching the Sex and the City reboot? I have. I I love it. I do love it because I miss them so much. Oh, me too. But I'm also hating on it a little bit. I have so many pots. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie was kind of a bitch in the last one. Um, but also... Can, I, we, can we start at episode one, though? The death. No, no. It's not even before the death. Okay, tell me. 
when she there she okay, so okay, if you guys have not been wa- watching yeah, spoiler speed, alert yeah, number ahead. one but, but number who isn't watching number two they carries it on a podcast she's a co-host on a podcast which is great you know must get, be the new trendy thing to do everybody <laughs> carrie you want to come on our podcast <laughs> um, but then they're talking about masturbating and it make, makes carrie very uncomfortable and then she goes home to Mr. Big and t- talks to him about masturbating. And then he, like, kind of starts masturbating in front of her. And I was unwell, you guys. Very unwell. I don't want to see Mr. Big or Chris Noth masturbate. Yeah, that didn't bother me. Honestly, the first episode, I, other than the whole death... Yeah, the Peloton it, I killed him. I thought it was probably the best episode thus far. Uh, the fir- I thought the first two episodes were the best so far. Yeah, I love the second episode more than the first. Um, I'm wondering, though, because like I like a good conspiracy theory every once in a while, that because Chris Noth has now come out, or Noth, or however you say that, um, it's now come out that he had multiple sexual ag- allegations against him. I wonder if they knew before it came out publicly and killed him off in the first episode because, like, they knew shit was getting wild. No, I don't. I think I, so. You think so? I think it, I think it's a good conspiracy. I think it, one of the producers knew, hey, this, and they paid these women women off to wait until after the first episode came out. They might have. I don't know. You don't I know don't what's know. going on in Hollywood. Um, no, that was, I had an issue with the masturbation, or with just that specifically. But I will say this. One of their biggest things for this series is normalizing older people right. in their sexual lives. So I guess if that's what they're trying to do to normalize it, that makes a lot of sense. What I have had a problem with is I feel like they're trying to cover too many woke, yes. if you will, topics. Yes. And I'm not saying that they didn't address, you know, the you know, LGBTQ communities in, in, in the episodes Mm -hmm. and movies prior. And, you know, some of these heavy hitting topics prior, they've always covered these issues. Mm -hmm. The problem I have with it is they're doing it all in what seems like one season versus where they used to do it. It felt far more natural because there might only be one of those topics that appear per season and how long was that series on for? Ten plus years? The first Sex and... The original Sex and City had six seasons. Okay. And so, then it had two movies. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, in theory, we're talking... I'm going to call it eight... Yeah. Eight years. chapters. Yeah. I'm going to call it eight chapters, like yeah. a book. And they might cover one or two of these very, like, woke, mm-hmm. you know, maybe throughout heavy topics throughout the season. And now we're covering six to eight of those per episode. It's and it's exhausting. too much. Because and it feels very fake yes. and forced. And I don't like that. Because each main character has a friend, a new friend, mm-hmm. that is one of, fits one of these categories. Like Carrie's boss is, um, you know, gender neutral and she's a part of the LGBTQ community. It, there, there. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There. there. Sorry. Because she, no, she's got a they them pronoun. Then um, Charlotte has a new friend or a new mom friend that she wants to make her real friend, and she's black. Her husband's black, and you know they want to. She wants to have a black friend, and like I think like this last episode, they wanted to have a dinner party. She's like, all of our friends are white. We need to have another black couple come over. Yeah. It. It's just. It's. It's a lot. Yes. And then. Uh, 
Miranda's going back to college, which she's a fucking attorney. What are you, like, what? I mean, there's yeah. 10 days. I'm like, maybe I'll just go back to school. <laughs> so then her professor is black, and she wants to make sure that everybody knows that she is... She, cool. Oh, she's yes. cool with it all. And she's... what? God, I'm, you guys, I had a, a... Pretty much one whole came in Jack, and I can't think thoughts anymore. But she wants to make sure that, that everybody knows that she is a advocate for the black community. She's, mm-hmm. a, like, a partner in the black community, and, like, for, you know the black movement that, that happened this last year with everything. She went, Miranda needs everybody to know that she is... Right, that she is vigilant of the, um, you know, white privilege, yes. if you will, and that she's, she's aware of these inherent biases mm-hmm. that people have against uh, people who are black, mm-hmm. specifically. Um, yet it's funny because she has these like microaggressions mm-hmm. that she's not realizing within herself. And like, again, I think these are all like great topics to touch upon. And I, I think they're doing a good job covering the topics generally. They're just trying to do too much at once. Yes. And also... I'm not, I'm unwell with the storyline that's happening with Miranda's son, Brady. I know! He's like a sex fiend and his his girlfriend like practically lives with Miranda and Steve. And they're just... And they're just banging. Banging all day. She's ordering lube off Amazon and Miranda's opening packages that. And it's just like, I'm not, I'm not okay with, like, it's just like, it's not, it's not like, it's not like, I don't know, like, I... Look, I can rewatch Sex and the City episodes, and I cringe. I thought Carrie, like looking back, Carrie, you needed to like knock it off. Number one, you shouldn't. She never ended up with Big because he was such an asshole. I she love Big. I, no, I love Big too. But like, if someone treated you that way, the Big treated Carrie, or if Carrie treated anybody the way she treated Big, like during some of these episodes, I would have been like, you guys do not need to be together. It's like a toxic. So, yeah, but then I felt, I don't know, it all came together. Kind it did. Of, like, like in I, the movies no, and stuff. Yeah, I'm not, me. like, upset about how things ended, but I'm just saying, like, you look back and you rewatch the episodes and you, like, you're like, ooh, that's, that's... Right. It's cringy. I'm cringing during these episodes. Like, when I watched Sex and City the first time around, it wasn't, it wasn't cringy to me. But, like, now I still love it, still watch it with, like, a happy heart. But, like, I can see the cringiness of it. These new episodes of... I, I, it's, the acting is different. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then when... This is the other thing. So now that Big's dead, uh, Carrie's back in her old apartment. You know, she just needs to feel, feel like herself again. Had a hip hip surgery. Like, I'm just... There's a lot happening. There's a lot going on. So now she's all fucked up on medication, so she needs, like, a babysitter. And Miranda comes over. And now Miranda is potentially gay. This was... Wasn't the fact that Miranda was, like, you know, dabbling in the lady pond. Yeah. It was that she was, like, basically having sex wasted in the kitchen of her friend's house in front of her friend. That I was so... I was just, like, we're we're, do, we're doing this? Like, if you watch Sex and City, you know Carrie's where I'm, Like, really, it's just, like, one it's big one room. room. And it's the a- only room with doors is her closet and her bathroom. <laughs> And they so, weren't neither of them. No, so she's just in the kitchen having sex with this woman. Loudly. Which is what, yes, loudly. loudly. Like if you're gonna have sex in the kitchen in, a, in an open room, like hey, you've never had sex in the backseat of someone's car where someone else was driving. You've been drinking around. Like you don't make noises. 
Danny seems to know about this. <laughs> so, I mean, like, there's a lot of cringy moments. I'm still watching because it's like one of those things. I am going to say. It's, I can't I stop. I, I love, like you said, I love them. I love it. Um, the other thing that I had an issue with is obviously Stanford in real, the character that played Stanford in real life died. Mm-hmm. So in the series, they sent him to Japan. They just he just left a note said I'm going to Japan and then then it was a I felt like it was a very like I've known since started what I've started watching this season yeah that he is dead. dead yeah and it seems so insignificant to his character and to him as a person to just be like bye bitches yeah I'm in Japan so in the first few episodes obviously he's still alive and he is he's filling Samantha's shoes he's now the fourth girl quote unquote girl Samantha's gone obviously she don't want to come back. But he tried too hard. He did. So now he's going out to lunches with the girls, or whatever. Which I didn't think that was necessary. They should have just had the three women going out to lunches. We didn't need a fourth. We don't need a fourth. But person. I will admit, there's something missing without Samantha. I agree, but we didn't need to fill it with Danny. Even though I love Danny. Oh shit. Sorry. He he had already. He was already developed as a character. Yeah. If it was somebody totally new, I think we could have accepted it. If they would have brought in one of these women that they're trying so hard to shove down our throats, yeah. I could have taken that. So now he's gone. Anthony comes over to Carrie's house, which Anthony and Carrie are, don't get me wrong, they're, they're acquaintances, they're friends, whatever, but Anthony but is Anthony and Charlotte's Charlotte. friend. Yeah. So now Anthony is going to lunches with the girls. Yeah, it's weird. Like, we don't need four people at these lunches. Let these women just fucking eat a threesome. In New York, do you only get, like, even number reservations? Like, can you not have three people that want to keep fucking lunch together? It's, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. You guys, you're welcome for that, that yeah. breakdown of the Sex and the City reboot. Because I had thoughts, and I'm glad that Brandy put it on the agenda, because like, I've been needing to talk to somebody about that. Yeah, I needed to vent. Um, Any other recommendations, like binge watches that I you've going on? I love the second season of Emily and Paris. I do, too. I do, too. I don't get the haters of that show. You know I what? love is it, it. Is it like very, like, do-do-do, like, kind of whatever? Yeah, I love yeah. it. That's why but I want to watch it. a TV show. It's not real life, people. I know. I'm like, it's art. Yes. It's supposed to be like, kind of like campy. You know, it's supposed to be over the top and she's supposed to, it's campy. That was the word. Yeah. She's, she's supposed to be the stereotypical American and these are supposed to be stereotypical French people. Like I've been to France. People over there aren't as rude as obviously they're portraying. But I love it. Yeah. But it's a show. Right. It's not real life. And I love it. I think it's great. I would it's highly a, recommend it. I did have an issue with one of her wardrobe choices. Obviously, it wasn't her choice, but the, the costume designer. Do you remember, like, in, like, 2008 when those, when crosses were all over everything? Like, everybody had, like, a t-shirt with crosses uh, yeah. or, like, a scarf with crosses or whatever. That's weird. She was wearing a shirt with crosses on them. I'll have to pull up the photo for you. Yeah, you'll have to because I don't remember I had an that. issue. I was like, nobody's wearing that in 2020. Yeah, nobody. And I wouldn't even want to, even if Emily in Paris is wearing it. No, we're not bringing that back. No. That shit needed to die. Yeah. And it did. In and 2008. It should have stayed back there. Um, speaking of Sex and the City, Sex Lives of College Girls is on um, HBO. Now I've that heard... I have an HBO membership or whatever you yeah. want, subscription, um, I've been getting all my use out of it because I'm paying for it. Fuck so yeah. it's great. I really was not... Um, Mindy... Kayling, is yeah. that how you say your name? Um, she is the executive producer, I think, on it. And it is hilarious. It, initially, I was a little worried because I'm like, I don't really need to watch, like, some porno with college kids. Yeah. Like, that's not my vibe. It's, it, not, like, yes, is there sex in it? 
Yes. But it's not, um, they really develop the characters and there's a storyline and... I raced shop at him open on a second can. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. It's, it's just really good. Yeah. It, it's I've funny. heard a lot of good things about it. Mm-hmm. Um... You guys, I'm Brittany. Like, put her tissue in a cup. She's not having anymore. Yeah, I'm like, one, oh, one and done. One and I'm done. having two. That really, um, it was a lot for me. Um, so I've heard a lot of good things about that, and also Succession, which is on HBO. I've heard. People, I haven't, but it's on my list. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I asked Michael the other day if he wanted to watch it, and he we watched the previews, and he didn't seem interested. So it's probably gonna be something I watch by myself. I also dove into White Lotus on HBO. I heard a lot about that last year. I never watched it. Interesting. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. But, mm-hmm. like, would watch again. Yeah. Um, something that I watched on Netflix, This it wasn't this year, it was, like, last year, I think, was Dear White People. It's on Netflix. I've seen episodes of that. Um, it, I really, really liked the first season. Then it kind of, as the seasons go on, it's, like, less and less. But, like, um, also, just as a side note, if anybody else out there is watching Yellowstone, I... My this, dad is obsessed. So I think he's like into it a little too far because sometimes the shit he says, I'm like, <laughs> Dad, are you are you okay? Oh man, that's hilarious. So into it. So this season is awful. Really? I, I was like so far in it. It was so good. Look, last year we went to like our friend's house and watched it every Sunday. This year, it's so bad. I, it's like the the season. Um, this, you know, ending, whatever it's whatever, called, yeah. was last weekend. Yeah, thank you, finale. That's the word I was looking for. Was, was last weekend. And I'm like, Michael, I can't watch another episode of this shit. It's so cringy. I was thinking about binging that, too. The first few seasons, are actually every season up until this season has been really good. I cannot stand this season. Really? It's so bad. But the first few seasons are good. Also, there's a another show on Paramount Plus called Mayor of Kingston, Kingstown. Okay. That's also really good. You t- Did you tell us about that before? I think you did. I don't know. It just came out, um, like, in November or December. Okay. But it's, it's like, a, you know, it's about, like, prisons and stuff like that. So it's not like a feel-good movie. It's just like a, or feel-good show. It's like a kind of dark. The other Netflix one that I did binge is, um... I think, um, what is it called? I don't know, but we'll have to find out. It is, um, Colin Kaepernick, is that how you say? Uh, Yeah, his Um, documentary. Yes, it is on, Colin in Black and White is on Netflix. And it's probably going to be upsetting to some people who aren't Mm -hmm. wanting to... Acknowledge that. Perceive that information or digest mm. it or, like, really think through it. But I loved it. I thought it was super well done. I love the message of it. I I thought it was great. I'll check it out. I love a good documentary. Yeah. And it, it's done, um, like, he's, like, the narrator of it, yeah. kind of. And, I don't know, very good some of the points are a little jarring, but mm-hmm. it, I think it's very, like, thought-provoking, and I really enjoyed it. Well, check it out. Yeah. I don't think I've watched really anything else that um, really tickled my fancy. Yeah, same. I, I'm watching, right now, I'm just watching, actually watching Chicago Med on Netflix, just okay. because, like, I kind of, like, needed something to, like... Take your mind off. Yeah, like, I have it on, 
at night when I wake up and feed Rowan. So, I mean, like, it's not, like, it's not, like, amazing, like, oh, you need to watch it. But, like, you just want something on. Like, for, like zone out. Yeah. It's good. It's fair. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, let's get into some New Year shit. What are your goals, Danny? <sighs> okay. I got a lot. You do. Well, I always set goals every year. Like, I, and I set goals every week and every month, too. I mean, like, I'm a goal-oriented person. I need something to work towards. Right. Um, but more specifically, like, I have... I actually have like a five-year goal list and broken down year by year, the month by month, week by week, whatever. But this year specifically, some light goals because I mean, like I go really deep and into detail on my, on my, like you know, in my spreadsheet, if you will. But number one, I want to read thirty books this year. But I want to read like thirty good books, not like, but like because like I, and. And it's not so much that I want to hit the number 30, it's that I want to really get back into reading and like the joy that I always used to have with reading. Like, I'm, I just, I feel like I have not been able to connect to reading like I used to. And like, I see all my friends posting on Instagram, like, oh, I love this book. It had like three stars or four stars or five stars. And I was like, I don't fucking give a book with some stars on my Instagram. <laughs> so I'm currently reading, uh, I think it's just called The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. Which I've had this book sitting on my nightstand for like a year, and I'm not picked it up. So I'm reading it in January. So far, it's it's good. Like it's not like it's a historical or it's a yeah historical fiction. Okay. So it's you know well we're getting there. I'll let a little you guys slow know. go. Yeah. A little slow to it's, start. It's about it's it's set in France in World War Two. So I mean like it's you know it's about it's starting set during a war. So it's not like it's like yeah a lot of warm and fuzzy yeah. so far. Um, but I did get a Goodreads account, so I've been, like, saving books that I want to read, and so far I've, like, saved, like, 70 books. Holy shit. Because, like, when people will recommend a book on Instagram, I'll just go to my Goodreads and I'll, I'll put it, add it to my list of what I want to read, so. And when you say read, are you listening, reading, combination? (laughs) So, I think it's going to be a combination. I was thinking about this really hard, because I still feel like listening is still reading a book. So, um... It's got, they have to be new books, because I do reread certain books every year, like, especially, like, someone, there's a book called Atomic Habits that I love, and I think everybody should read, but it's almost, like, one of those that you need to, like, digest more than once, so I'll probably read that again this year, and that won't count, because I feel like they've got to be new books. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's what, if I listen to, like, a new book, I think I still will count that as reading, so, you know. Just because I can. Because it's my, my rules. That's fair. That's um, fair. Uh, the other, a couple other things I wanted to do this year is I want to get back into, like, my French. I, I studied French in college, like, a million years ago. And I never really became fluent in it. And I really want to learn the language and become fluent in it. And, you know, just to have that under my belt. Because... I really do, I really want to also learn Spanish because I feel like Ooh, yeah. in America, like, we, that's more beneficial for us, especially where we live in our communities to learn Spanish. But I feel like I need to, like, you know, like, Get finish the it. French. You yeah. know, like, I, I, I started the French, need to finish the French, then I can pick up another one. That's fair. Um, And then, like, just kind of, like, business-wise, I want to meet my goals that I have set for Coley Avenue this year. I have a lot of goals. Um... And, you know, I just want to make sure that like, I'm working every week towards them and not just, like, doing menial tasks. Like, I think that's, like, my biggest thing this year is, like, not just, like, doing things to cross things off my to-do list, but, like, actually doing things that further my goals. Mm-hmm. So, like, just be more mindful of how my workday goes and all that stuff. Um, so that, you know, I have a very prosperous year, everybody. I like it. <laughs> Those are your, good. What are your goals for this year? Um, well, one of them is... 
kind of along the listening to books line, mm-hmm. I have decided that I'm clearly not reading. Mm-hmm. So instead of listening to as I have a lot of podcasts I just like turn on and Mm -hmm. I drive all the time like I'm always driving to court or Mm -hmm. to and from Omaha quite a bit so I'm like there's a lot of time I could like be digesting something other than podcasts yeah and sometimes like I don't know if it's if you feel this way but sometimes just like I've listened to every podcast in my playlist like now I need to do something else I just feel like you know podcasts by nature unless it's something super specific like a murder podcast the the topics tend to be somewhat repetitive like we all you know you tend to lean towards your interests if you will so sometimes I feel like I'm just like read regurgitating mm-hmm. different the same information through different points of view kind of which is fine but you know yeah I could be doing something different yes. with my time so that's goal number one goal number two is um just to increase my production uh I always set goals like for my business mm-hmm. and so I want to increase that and then lastly I want to pay off more debt like mm-hmm. my student loan debt. yeah so that's kind of my big goal yeah I actually one of my big goals for this year is to be debt free by the end of the year okay, so girl well um I'll let you keep you guys updated yeah yeah um obviously like adding the expense of having a baby is like making it like a little, a little like bit hey I need to make sure my money's going to where I can best go right. and that's, you know, which, you know, the debt that I have is business debt. So, I mean, like, I always feel like that's better than having, like, consumer debt. But, like, right, you know, it's still debt. Still debt. Yeah. Still debt for business. But I, don't know anymore, I know some so. people say debt is good. Debt is good. But I'm, I don't love it. Like, no, no, no. It gives me, it gives me a ton of anxiety. Yeah. And I honestly feel like I'm. Um, I'd rather the, be investing my money than paying down a loan. Yeah, so. for sure. And for the last four years since I closed my store, and I'm still paying off this business debt. Um, it's given me a ton of fucking anxiety to the point where I feel like it's like held me back as far as like living my life to the fullest because all I could think about is like I shouldn't be on this vacation right now because this money that I'm using on this vacation right. should have went towards debt. You feel you know? guilty. Yeah, and I just mm-hmm. don't want to. I don't want to live my life like that, you guys. I know it's not fun. Yeah, not yeah. fun at all. So and like I wasn't trying to shade anybody that has consumer debt out there either. Like no, I mean to... everybody's got like their own shit. I'm not yeah. judging at all, but just for me personally, yeah. I want to like focus on my student loan debt. Yeah. Oh, show. What about resolutions? Okay, which are kind of the same as goals, but whatever. But like I feel like they are the same. But like I feel like I feel like goals. Like you have the goals for you. Goals but they are can... like more like broken down into like very specific. Yes. So my resolutions this year are definitely to, to, my biggest goal that I have for life is I want to live a long life because I'm healthy and I'm fit and like I, like so towards the end of my life I can still like walk and talk and have my wits about me. Mm -hmm. So like I really want to focus on eating healthy and working out and like really working on my mental and physical health. Like, so like making sure I take the time to do, do a little bit of yoga if I need to or make sure I'm walking a lot because you know I, I sit at a desk all day long so that like apparently an impact yes apparently they say sitting at a desk is worse than smoking cigarettes and if you know yeah. like I'll I'll stand all day if you give me back my six but I'm just kidding <laughs> even though sometimes I really want one. Oh my god especially now <laughs> but um it's gross you guys I'm, I'm not smoking anymore <laughs> oh my god oh my god so uh, I really want to focus on my mental and physical health so like this year you know it's just like making sure that like I work out 
you know, X amount of days a week, make sure I'm eating some fucking salads and like not eating like the Reese's cups that I have and stuff like right. that. And then, um, Mike and I were actually just talking about this this morning because I asked him if he wanted to go down to Omaha this weekend and stay, stay at the Cottonwood just for fun, you yeah. know, to go do something. And I said, why don't we just do 12 fun things this year? Like one thing a month, we just put something on our calendar where it's just like 12 fun things, whether it's like an actual vacation or just a day away or a weekend away. So that's our, my resolution is to do one thing every month that is involved. Like it's fun. Like it's just like a fun getaway. On the notes, I thought it said 12 fun things each month. Oh, it does say each month. And I was like, damn. <laughs> it does say each month. I meant I meant. One thing each well, month. Well, that's what I thought initially, but then I was like, each month? I can't fucking do this. <laughs> you know, Michael and I are taking the year off from work and just doing fun things yeah. this year. <laughs> I was like, are you going to work? Like, okay. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, I like that. I think yeah. that's good. I just... I, I think that will help with your mental health, right? I think so, too. And I think it'll also get us in the practice of doing things with Rowan. Like, we always talked about before, before we even got pregnant that, like, when we had kids, we would do fun things with them. We would take them on vacations and we'd take them places and we'd do things. But like, because Michael and I are so work oriented, I think it's going to be hard for us to transition out of that thought process of like, now we have a child, we need to to take the time to be with her. Because like even, um, do you feel like you're going to like work or basically stay home with Rowan because she's a baby and you don't feel like you can do anything. Whereas like, if you just kind of force yourself to mm -hmm. be like, she is adaptable to her environment. We like take her to do. Yeah. I don't know who told us, told me this, whether it was on the podcast or just someone told me separate, like privately, but someone's like the baby comes into your life. You don't come into the baby's life. So like she needs to do. Katie said that. Yeah. I think it might've been Katie. So it's just like, you know, you need to just keep doing what you do and then bring her along. So that's kind of like, you know, that's what we have been doing. Like the first week she was born. um, So we came home from the hospital on a Saturday. So the next Saturday, I was like, I got to get out of this house. So we went to Bonkars. Like we took the baby to Bonkars. So it's not like, wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't anything. Yeah. Um, You know, I've taken her every, every time I leave town or every time I do something, I take her with me. Um, uh, So we just like stuff like that. Like. I just want to make sure that we are taking her out of the house. Number one, she needs fresh air, too. She's right. a human. Yeah. Like, we all need some fresh air. We take her on. When it was nice, you know, she it was 70 degrees the day she was born. So, I mean, like, in December when it was nice out, we'd take her on walks. Um, and, like, we're just trying to, like, really get her to, to, to get used to having her with us. So, I think that we are going to go down to Omaha this weekend and go to a hotel. I know, like, it. I told Michael that this morning, and then I got, like, all freaked out because of COVID. And then I was like, look. We're going to go to a hotel. It's not like we're going to go out and party or do anything. We're going to go check in this hotel, probably go out to eat once. Michael wants to go to a museum, that this um, Air and Space Museum in Ashland. That's really what he wants to do this weekend. And I try, hey. I'm trying to, like, top on with the hotel stay. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we're just trying to, like, remember, like, hey, you know, social distance if we are to have the baby and just, you know, continue with our lives. Absolutely. We're both vaccinated, so... I mean, you can wear masks. and Oh, yeah, for sure. And we will. And and that's kind of just, like, our biggest thing. Like, it, it's so stressful having her right now because you don't know what's the right thing and the wrong thing, especially with COVID. But also, it's flu season. There's, mm-hmm. it, it, like I said at the beginning of the episode, everything's just so stressful right now because, like, you don't know if you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. And, like, you still want to live your life. Right. But now you have, like, this person that you are... Have to protect yes. and think of. Yeah. Yeah. So it's wild. So anyway... um. That the goal is twelve fun things a month. We got to do something fun in January, so 
I like it. Yeah. I think that's great. What are your resolutions? Um, I just have a like theme of a Mm. resolution and the word is movement. I like it. This year. And so the reason I picked this word is because I felt like it really encompassed all of my goals. Like I want to have movement in my business, movement with my body, Mm -hmm. like movement in relationships, like in a positive direction. So just movement. I like that. I don't really like that a lot. I always like having like a word of the year. Mm -hmm. I actually, um, I've never been, I, you know, when I I was a kid, I always used to like, you know, cut things out of magazines and make collages and now people call them mood boards. And I was like, okay, well, I've been making mood boards since like, whatever, fucking cool. Since 1998. Yeah. (laughs) But I saw somebody had made one that they put like electronically and they put it as the screensaver on their phone. Oh. That. So I started making one. I actually have it made, but then I realized that it's not very aesthetically pleasing. So I need to like change some colors on it. Okay. So you know, because I can look at it all year yeah. long. I mean, that's fair. So I'm gonna make it um, my mood board and put it on my phone, I so love that. I can see it every time I look at my phone, being like, okay, this is you know, just as a reminder of like, hey, you got goals. Maybe get off Instagram. <laughs> Oh, fun. I might do that too. Like yeah. a little mood board. Yeah. For my phone background. Yeah, I, like I just it. made mine on Canva. Okay. So I'll show you. Yeah. 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 So, I like that. Yeah. Anyway, you know, if you guys have any fun goals or resolutions that you want to share with us, you know, drop us a line on Instagram and also let us know your thoughts on Sex and the City because I have, you know, clearly we have So many thoughts. And then... So many thoughts. Also let us know um, some good shows to watch this this winter. And then also tell your friends about how fucking cool we are. Yeah. Tell... We've gotten... We've gained... It was fun because during the break, you could tell people were, like, binge listening, Mm -hmm. and we definitely um, had some new listeners tune in and follow. I'm not saying people are coming in the masses, but it's just, like, a slow burn. Yeah. It's, like, a slow study trickle. We don't like to, like, give... You know, we like it that way. Yeah. I I really... It's, like, a little small little village. Yeah, I like it. Um, Yeah. That's like I said. Oh, I, what I was gonna say is maybe we should. If you, well, Brady and I will talk about this. Maybe talk, you know, make a statement next week. But if you, if we hit so many listeners or so many followers on Instagram, one or the other, we'll do an, another absinthe episode. Oh shit! <laughs> maybe we'll do another giveaway. I don't know. Oh, I was thinking just the absinthe. Maybe we'll give away the used bottle of absinthe. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! Maybe you'll be invited to be a guest. You don't oh, know. And drink absinthe. Hey. Okay, you guys. Catch you next week. We've missed you. Bye. Love you. Bye.